Welcome to the pre-snap podcast presented by LineStar. All things daily fantasy football with a sprinkle of sports betting. Alongside Tyler Riemann, I'm Shannon Somerville. It is week 16 in the NFL and we've got your daily fantasy projections, some sleeper picks for you ahead of this monster weekend of games where we also have some weather implications. I feel like I have to be a meteorologist when I'm looking Mm -hmm. at this slate of games. We'll also have your touchdown calls, prop bets, and our underdog picks for week 16. We've got some good ones there as well. So, Tyler, my first question to you, though, I know last week on the show that you said you were a last-minute shopper. Have you got all of your holiday shopping in yet? Uh, no. <laughs> nope. I got to do that it all. not surprise me. I got to do it all still. And <laughs> as we talked about last week, you know, I'm usually like a Christmas Eve type okay. shopper. There you go. I realized we have a full slate of games on Christmas Eve, so now I'm a 23rd <laughs> type shopper. <laughs> well, okay, so you might not be as prepared for, you know, the festivities around Christmas, but you, are, my pre- you are prepared for daily right. fantasy, right? My priorities, priorities are, right. are in check. So let's get to week 16 daily fantasy projections, starting off with the quarterbacks. The first quarterback we're talking about is your MVP frontrunner, Patrick Mahomes, who leads the NFL in passing yards by almost... 500 yards he's averaging about 350 yards per game over the last eight games leading the chiefs the number one defense in or the number one offense in dvoa going up against a seattle defense that's basically unraveling before our eyes they rank 25th in dvoa how do you evaluate patrick mahomes fantasy ceiling for this week yeah i mean it's pretty simple here yeah. it's the best quarterback versus the worst offense or worst defense mm-hmm. so i understand why the field's going to go here he is likely going to be the most expensive uh quarter or mo- highest owned quarterback here so i mean i get it the the only other way to look at it is this is maybe they get into a big early half early first half lead and then they run the ball to end the game mm-hmm. but uh it's KC. They don't really yeah. do that. They kind of just leave it with Mahomes and let him do his work. And this defense has been so bad lately that they've let Houston and uh, the Rams stay with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So a good play there for fantasy. I do mm-hmm. want to ask you a question about weather implications uh, for this game in particular. It's supposed to be a cold one. Temperatures fifteen mm-hmm. degrees. How do you evaluate daily fantasy projections when you are considering weather overall? I. Uh, so with the projections, weather should already be calculated a little bit in there. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing with the weather, it's tricky because, you know, we have the forecast. And this week, we're talking about weather a ton mm-hmm. all over the country. There's weather issues here. But we don't know exactly how bad it is going to be in every single place yeah. within the two, three hours the game is going. Right. So, And that's really hard to predict. Sometimes people will overinflate the issue mm-hmm. like we saw last week with Dolphins yeah. versus Bills. Um so I think you got to look at it, you got to consider it, but if the field is going way too far on one side or the other, you can take advantage of it. Another player to take advantage of in daily mm-hmm. fantasy. Let's move on to our second quarterback here. Loving this pick. The man, the myth, the mustache. It's Philadelphia Eagles backup quarterback Gardner Minshew in there for Jalen Hurts, who is out this week. Now, he's actually one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. He had to come in last year, played against the Jets, put up 252 passing yards and two touchdowns. He did play against Dallas, and they did kind of get their butts kicked a little bit. 
But this year is a different story. He's got a yep. different supporting cast around him. He's got the best wide receiver duo in the NFL in Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. He's got Miles Sanders, who's fifth in the NFL in rushing yards. He's got tight end Dallas Goddard, who's back from shoulder injury mm-hmm. this week. Haven't talked about the offensive line. They are seventh in pass uh, run Pass run blocking. So, and then you've got the defense on the other side of the ball. That's also second in DVOA. So, when you look at Gardner Minshew's shot for this week, going up against a good Dallas defense, how do you, what do you make of his prospects? Yeah, I like his prospects a lot. I uh, threw my vacation this week. You know, I didn't really shave. I thought about coming in with the Min- Minshew, Minshew mustache. mustache. Um, but he's just in a great – he's in a good spot here. Minshew, he's extremely cheap mm. for daily fantasy. And he started two games last year, got 19 and 15 daily fantasy points. So I think there's upside here. You're talking about over 3x, you know, salaries, that, that 15 uh, mark. So it lets you do a lot with the rest of your team having that big salary savings. In Dallas, over the last four weeks, they're 20th versus the quarterback. Uh, I think there's a lot to like here. He has a lot of weapons, and that 15 and 19 number was without A.J. Brown last week, and and yeah. one of those was against Dallas as well. That Dallas defense definitely got humbled by the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence last week. They haven't been that great lately. Mm-hmm. Inconsistencies yeah. across the board. And Gardner Minshew is a guy who is tough. Don't you remember? This is the guy who tried to break his own hand with a hammer to gain an extra year of eligibility back in college. I mean, he is basically the Chuck Norris of the NFL. I feel like he could probably catch fish with his bare hands. I, I feel like you got to love Gardner Minshew. Love Gardner Minshew. Yeah. So maybe some Minshew magic is in mm-hmm. the forecast for the Eagles this week as they look to lock up that one seed. So we'll see if they can mm-hmm. do it against Dallas. They it's basically have to win one of the next three yeah. games. Their next game is against the Saints. So they should be able to wrap that up. Let's move on to our running backs. And what do you not like no about surprise. Christian McCaffrey? What an awesome running back. Averaging 110.7 yards from scrimmage. That's third among running backs. And I found these great stats that illustrate just how much CMC means to this 49ers offense. He, since he's taken a full-time role, with San Francisco week eight. The 49ers are number one in offensive DVOA, number one overall DVOA, and by a huge gap. The 49ers 60%, next behind them is Philadelphia at 34%. That's how much he has boosted this 49ers team. And going up against the Washington Commander, I almost said it, I almost said it there. You almost did. You almost had to take a shot. Commanders, fourth in rush defense DVOA. Saquon Barkley just put up 120 total yards against him. What's not to like about CMC this week? Yeah, I, the one thing we do have to bring up is that Chase Young is back. Mm, so this is going to factor. It is going to absolutely boost this uh, that Washington Commanders defense. <laughs> Made sure to say Commanders there. But without Eli Mitchell, CMC has just been amazing with the 49ers. He's had a floor of 23 points, a ceiling mm-hmm. of 40. I, I just think at his price, you still got to go there until he is in, you know, mid mm-hmm. to high nines. Uh, he's just too low. All right. Next running so. back. Take a look at Philadelphia Eagles running back Miles Sanders, fifth in rushing yards per game, averaging 79 rush yards per game, going up against the Dallas defense. As we talked about, a little bit inconsistent. They are 10th in rush defense DVOA. Last time he faced Dallas, he put up 71 rush yards and had a touchdown in mm-hmm. that game. What do you like about Sanders this week? 
Yeah, with no hurts, the Eagles are going to have to run more at the the red zone. So Sanders should get a few more opportunities to get a touchdown, which is huge, especially when he has, you know, the big playability. It's also Dallas's weakness is the run game as far as their defense. They're allowing 104 rushing yards a game. I think Sanders, with a couple extra opportunities, is in a really good spot, especially when his DFS price is still the same. There you go. I'm running behind a nice offensive line mm-hmm. there with the Eagles. So hope is not lost for the Eagles this week. Nope. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for my underdog pick. Mm-hmm. It's a little tease for you. Next up, you're looking at Jarek McKinnon for the Chiefs in a cold-weather game, 15 degrees at Arrowhead, going up against Seattle. <laughs> who has not been able to stop the run. Everyone has been just running all over them. What do you like about his prospects this week? Yeah, Seattle ranks 32nd against the running back over the last four weeks. McKinnon has 17 targets over the last two weeks. Wow. Uh, Mahomes has been looking his way all the time. And since week 12, he played 34 of snaps, uh, 47% of snaps, 57% of snaps, and last week 62% of snaps snaps so his snap share keeps rising as you as we saw at the end of last year mm-hmm. he was really good in this offense i think he's just taking over this job again Ooh. and uh mckinnon's in a good spot versus poor d nice value there on the other side of that matchup you're liking travis homer this is like a hibernator pick i feel like uh this would be only like a super deep uh like millie maker type uh-huh. tournament but I think Homer is a little interesting. Okay. Walker's still coming off injury. It's a 10-point spread. Uh, if they have to pass a lot to try mm-hmm. and get back into this game, I think Homer can get a decent amount of passing volume. All right. So some nice value there with our running backs this week. Let's take a look at our wide receivers. The first player we're going to talk about still on that Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. team. We're looking at DK Metcalf. Cold one in Arrowhead once again, but he's averaging 66 receiving yards per game, but he's been turning it on the past couple of weeks. 82.8 receiving yards over the last five in this Kansas City defense. We've been picking on them week in and week out because they are dead last in pass defense DVOA versus the opposing team's wide receiver one. And you've seen it week in and week out. You have these wide receiver ones put up triple digits. What do you see for him this week? Yeah, and they've looked a little bit better lately Mm -hmm. outside of uh, Jerry Jerry Judy, what they just did. But over the last four, they they played Houston, Denver, Cincinnati, and the Rams. So not exactly your, you know, great – WR1s here. Mm-hmm. So I don't really buy the improvement. I think Metcalf's yeah. in line for a huge game. There's possibly no locket, and they're likely going to have to throw the whole second half. So Absolutely. I think Metcalf is just going to get pelted with targets, and he has all the upside of anybody. How about the upside of Bill's wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, going up against the Chicago Bears this week? He's averaging 92.8 receiving yards per game. That's third in the NFL. Stephon Diggs is a beast, and Chicago Bears 30th in pass defense DVOA versus wide receiver ones. A.J. Brown just had 181 receiving yards against them. So what do you expect for Stephon Diggs, who's third in the NFL? Yeah, this Bears D is just bad, ranked 25th over the last four weeks uh, versus wide receiver. Diggs' price is down, and... We saw last week Buffalo doesn't really care about the weather. They're going to throw the ball. They had 40 40 pass attempts last week. I think the pass attempts are going to be there. There does look to be some weather, some wind. So stay, you know, stay tuned to the weather. If if this yeah. wind looks like it's like 
25 plus miles an hour sustained, then maybe come off it. Mm-hmm. But uh, as long as it's, you know, 20 or under, yeah. I don't mind going with Diggs. He's a good route runner. He can get open, you know, on short or deep routes. So I like him. Josh Allen laughs in the face of Mother Nature. Well, that's the thing is with, <laughs> with like being how good his arm is yeah. and he can really get it in there, the wind just doesn't matter quite as much to right. him as it does some other quarterbacks that don't have that big arm. Another sleeper pick for you, wide receiver, Panthers wide receiver, DJ Moore going up against the Lions this week. He's averaging 48 receiving yards per game. He's had a touchdown two of the last three. Love that for fantasy purposes. And going up against a Detroit Lions defense that does rank 18th in pass defense DVOA for opposing teams wide receiver one. What are you thinking here with Moore this week? Uh, Moore's just in a good spot. He's a really good wide receiver. He's medium priced, mm-hmm. you know, so nice middle ground price. And he's in a great matchup. Detroit ranks 31st versus wide receiver on the season and over the last four weeks. They've been very consistent at being a bad defense. <laughs> so I I think he's just in a good spot here. And you kind of got to take that price discount and go with it. Still don't like talking about the Lions after they beat the Jets last week. Yeah, yeah. That one hurt. That one Mm -hmm. hurt my soul. All right, let's move along then. Chiefs wide receiver, Mecole Hardman. I'm always excited to talk about a Georgia Bulldog. He's returning this week after coming off the IR with an abdominal injury. Last game he played was November 6th against Tennessee. He had 79 receiving yards and a touchdown in that game. And he's actually had a touchdown in each of the last three games he played. What do you expect from him being put back into this Chiefs lineup? I, I think he's going to be pretty much full go. Mm-hmm. You know, he was on the IR. This They don't need him. Right. Obviously, it's nice to have him. But if the Chiefs are bringing him back, I think he's just kind of ready to go. He was on the IR uh, in three of the last four games. He had at least five touches at near minimum prices in the best offense in the league or one of the best offenses, I think you got to go there. Yeah. It's just too cheap with that many touches. And when they've been trying to get him the ball in the red zone, I, I really like it. Especially against the Seattle Seahawks defense that ranks yes. 19th in past DVOA, which is also why we are targeting one of their tight ends mm-hmm. for our tight ends. But we kind of target him every week. Travis yeah. Kelsey is obviously a top option. This week, going up against a Kansas, or a Seattle Seahawks defense that ranks 28th in pass defense DVOA versus opposing teams' tight ends, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? A total no-brainer. I, it's just an absolute smash spot. Yep. Seattle ranks 31st versus the tight end, so we don't really need to talk about that too much. <laughs> he, it's very likely that he gets a touchdown this week, and yeah. you know, possibly 100 plus. Death taxes, Travis Kelsey at Arrowhead, right? Yep. All right, moving along to Philadelphia Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard making his return going up against the Dallas Cowboys in this one. And, man, this is a great spot for him to return in. The Eagles will need him in this one going up against Dallas with uh, Gardner Minshew at quarterback. He's had a touchdown in each of the last two games where he was playing and going up against a good Dallas defense that has shown some signs of inconsistency, Mm -hmm. though. What do you expect from Goddard in his first game back? So in the two games that Minshew started last year, mm-hmm. Goddard had six receptions for 105 yards and two oh, wow. touchdowns. Okay. And in the other game, he had 12 targets, six receptions for 92 yards. There was no A.J. Brown there, but 
Minshew obviously likes Goddard, obviously wanted to target him. And I kind of expect we're going to see a little bit of that uh, this week. And with Kelsey being in such a good spot, I think the one of the only real tight ends that have that big upside is Goddard. Mm-hmm. Something else to keep an eye on that I forgot to mention was Micah Parsons is dealing with an illness. Yes. And uh, Trayvon Diggs Trayvon, as well. Yeah, yes. Trayvon Diggs as well. So something to keep an eye mm-hmm. on and note as we move closer to game time. And definitely just double check on that because that's a huge advantage for guys like oh, yeah. Dallas Goddard in this one. How about a sleep deep sleeper? A hi- Another hibernator. Hibernator. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jordan Akins. Yeah. So five targets in three of the last four. He's almost minimum priced. This is more of a DraftKings play because on FanDuel, the mm-hmm. minimum for tight ends is just a little too high. Uh, but Tennessee ranks 31st for tight ends over the last four wor- four weeks. I think he's going to get, you know, enough targets and enough run to make him a flyer. Yeah, last week he had a touchdown, mm-hmm. 22 yards against Kansas City. So, hey, why not, right? Yep. Especially Absolutely. if he gets those touchdowns for you. Yeah, in a couple weeks ago he had 50 yards or something. So, hey, yeah, he can he do can, it. He can definitely put up some receiving numbers there mm-hmm. as well. Speaking of touchdowns. Yeah. Before we get to our touchdown calls, I do have to tell you that all of this information is available to you on the LineStar app. All the analysis, the analytics, every stat you could possibly need to dominate in daily fantasy, plus our lineup optimizer. Make sure you check it out, linestarapp.com. Now it's time for our touchdown calls for week 16. Tyler, where are you going to head for your touchdown call this week? I'm going with the obvious pick, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Get a touchdown versus Seattle in Arrowhead. Seattle just can't stop the tight end. Let's go, Kelsey. Tis the season for tight Mm -hmm. ends to dominate. My last two touchdown calls have been tight ends, and we're just rolling with that trend because they've come through through for me. Tyler Higby, George Kittle, let's get it done this week with Vikings tight end TJ Hawkinson at plus 220. Love that price tag there. He's got four touchdowns on the year, eight red zone targets the last eight weeks, so he'll get a shot, and I like his shot because he's 6'5", 238 pounds, going up against a New York Giants defense that ranks 32nd in pass defense DVOA versus tight ends. He's in a great spot this week. Give me Hawkinson for a touchdown. I like it. Oh, you think the Giants are going to make the playoffs? The Giants? I, think, I don't know. How it's gross be is tough. that? We would never have thought about that no. at the beginning of the year. I didn't think the Jets would have a realistic <laughs> I mean, chance they either. they still got a shot as well. So. But the ice cream kid's happy. He sure is. Yeah. Well, they, he hasn't been happy the past, past few weeks. Jets have lost yeah. three in a row, but hopefully that can... Do you think the Lions make the playoffs? Yes. Oh, I like it. Yes, I do. They have the easiest schedule yeah. moving forward. They've been playing great. And the most interesting thing to me is they stopped playing so conservative. Mm-hmm. They've started throwing right out the gate instead of waiting to get behind before throwing. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have to note, I did think that last game against the Jets was more Jets beating themselves. I think had Mike White been in there, different story. But you know what? They're getting it yeah. done. They're yeah. getting it done away from home, which was one of the criticisms mm-hmm. we had at Derek Goff was, can he actually take this circus mm-hmm. on the road and perform? But yeah. he has, to his credit. And with that home road split, too, he has played some difficult uh, defenses mm-hmm. on the road. So it does yeah. skew it a little skew bit. Skew it a little <laughs> bit, yeah. All right, now it's time for our prop bets for Week 16. Tyler, where are you headed in the prop market this weekend? 
Well, we obviously like the Seattle and oh, KC yeah. game, and so I'm going there again. We're going Geno Smith over 1.5 touchdowns. He's hit the over in 8 of 10. He's averaging 2.2 touchdowns per game over the last five. Mm-hmm. KC is 29th versus the quarterback over uh, the last uh, four games, and they're allowing 2.1 touchdowns a game. So I like it. Some slight correlation between your yep. prop and my prop as I am going with Seattle Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf over 78 and a half receiving yards. Metcalf is averaging 82.8 receiving yards per game over the last five games. This guy is big, physical, aggressive, and he's an absolute freak. 6'4, 236 pounds. And he's also kind of fiery and feisty as well. He's gotten three unsportsmanlike conduct penalties in the past five games. I like that fire, though, going up against this Kansas City Chiefs team that ranks dead last in DVOA versus opposing wide receiver ones. Give me Metcalf over that 78-and-a-half receiving yards mark, especially since I went back and looked at all the wide receivers Mm -hmm. that have put up numbers. Jamar Chase, Josh Palmer, Christian Kirk, Brandon Ayuk, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Mike Williams, all over 80 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. There is no way that DK Metcalf yeah. goes below that number in this one. He's what, he's right up there with them in terms of talent. So Yeah, the only issue is mm-hmm. that he's going to get all of the coverage. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> with but, uh, know, Lockett likely being out. Hopefully he doesn't draw those unsportsmanlike conduct penalties and cost his team, but if he comes down with a ball, who cares? Can you believe Metcalf and AJ Brown were teammates. <laughs> Crazy. It's so wild. Yeah. Well, what is also wild is our underdog picks this week. Yep. We're getting wild with it here on week 16. Tyler, where are you headed for your underdog pick? It's probably no surprise. I'm going the Seattle Seahawks plus 10. Okay. This KC team just hasn't been that great. Mm-hmm. Broncos kept it close. Houston, they went into overtime. I just think 10 points in the NFL where their D has been playing that bad is just too many. The Seattle defense can score some points, can keep up with them. So I think 10 points is too much. I'm going Eagles. Fly, Eagles, Mm -hmm. fly. Plus five and a half at Dallas in this one. This is an Eagles offense that ranks second in DVOA. Their defense ranks seventh in DVOA. And this is, so this is one of the most complete teams. Yes, I know Jalen Hurts is not in this game. However, the Eagles are still a complete team without him. They have that wide receiver duo, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown together. They've got Miles Sanders back there. Dallas Goddard is back this week. That O-line is incredible. Their defense will get it done. So that five and a half points in favor of Dallas, I'm going to take the team that is 13 and 13-1 right now as an underdog every day. Eagles yeah. at plus five and a half. Definitely. And, yeah. Min, Minshew is going to be able to pass. He has plenty of options. He's not that bad. I, I like it. Also, I think the Eagles have blackout uniforms this week. And oh, boy. So that gets you a boost automatically. I'm always a fan of when they have uh, these. It know. is in Dallas, correct? Dallas. Yeah. So do they have the – They, I think they do have crazy uniforms this week, though. Nice. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. But anyways, either way, we like the Eagles mm-hmm. this week going up against Dallas. I'm not sure if they're going to win this one. I, I think maybe Cowboys come back and kind of get a little bit right, but mm. I just don't trust the Dallas Cowboys team that has shown so many inconsistencies. Yeah. Their game management has always been an issue, and it is a uh, staple of the Mike McCarthy era. Yeah, I so. was going to say McCarthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't trust him. No. 
All with right. that being said, I think CD Lamb might be a little underpriced. Okay. Even though Eagles have been good against wide receivers. There you go. But. That's a nice little play there. Mm-hmm. For all of your analysis information, make sure you check out linestarapp.com for everything to dominate in daily fantasy and check out our Props Edge Plus tool to help you dominate the prop markets. And if you're watching us on YouTube right now, make sure to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and sign up for those notifications. We're coming out with our props videos. We've got NFL Week 16 props coming out tomorrow, so make sure you are tuned in for that and sign up for notifications because a lot of times the lines will change mm-hmm. and we'll talk you through some of the weather conditions and maybe some props to take advantage of this week. So good luck to you and all your daily fantasy and prop betting. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys next week. Happy holidays. Bye.